Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, and Luba Workers Comp. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. We're doing something a little different today. Instead of sitting around a table at Commander's Palace with a fabulous lunch, we're sitting around a table at Gallier Hall with a glass of water and a bag of pretzels. We're at the 2014 Idea Village Entrepreneur Week. The Idea Village is one of the driving forces in the resurgence of New Orleans business. And this week is both a celebration of their ongoing success and an opportunity to meet some of the entrepreneurs who are giving the city the reputation of being one of the best places in the country to start a business. I'm here with Victoria Adams. She's the director of content here at the Idea Village and Tara Canobio, the people program manager at Google. Um, you're not the, the girl in the little car that's mapping our city or anything like no, that? No, I'm okay. not. I actually chase them when I find them. I'm like, hey, hey, I work at Google. <laughs> no, they do great work, but I do something very different. And tell us about it. Sure. My focus is around providing opportunities for students across the globe to be introduced to technology through educational systems. We're finding particularly in the United States, but also in many, many countries across the world, things like computer science and STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math are not a Occurring. And this is actually where the vast majority of jobs are going to be in the next four years. So we're doing everything we can through programs, partnerships, and policy advocacy to make sure that students, educators, and their parents understand these opportunities are available. It's an idea that we call consumers versus creators. You have a lot of students who can't live without a smartphone, can pick up, you see, you know, on TV all the time, the little kids with their tablets swiping across. You're like, you're two, you can't form sentences. But it's the idea that they're comfortable with it. But if you ask any of them, what does it take? to actually put that app on the tablet or what? how do you create that web page on the screen? They have no idea. They aren't being exposed to that at the levels they actually need to. Victoria, you know, this has been a great, uh, this year has been uh, particularly terrific, but what's, what are your challenges ahead? I mean, because every year you're so, you are pushing the envelope. It would sure. be easy to sit, sit back, but you're not. Yeah, well, I think there's two different things. First and foremost, I mean, the event is scaling. We have doubled in size every single year. This year we're expecting 5,000 people. So just the sheer growth, I don't know if you know, but the ID Village actually has a core team of 10 people. So it's 10 folks pulling off 80 plus <laughs> events for 5,000 people over the course of one week. That in and of itself is a challenge. But the entrepreneurial space is growing so rapidly as Tar talks about, you know, the innovations within the technology world, within STEM education, trying to just keep up with the hot topics and trying to make sure entrepreneurs, specifically in New Orleans, are armed with the tools that they need to grow a 21st century business. That's the challenge that we have to constantly meet. And, you know, in the past, you know, if you go back uh, maybe pre-Katrina, the what the rap was is that we had a lot of innovators, but we had no access to funding. Is that getting better? Yes, that is actually the biggest change that we've seen in the last 12 months. So previously, we would have a lot of investors who would come down to Entrepreneur Week because they, you know, had a feel-good attitude about New Orleans. Maybe they were from right. here, or maybe they had a love affair with the city, and they just came down because who doesn't need an excuse to go to New Orleans? Right. But now, they're coming down because they're viable deals, and they see New Orleans as a viable place to do business. So we're getting national attraction from investors because they want to come down to understand what's happening here. It's a hot 
hotbed of activity. We have the angel investor tax credits that incentivize them. But additionally, we're seeing local money getting into the space. So we're seeing local angel networks pop up. We're seeing different funds come together. We're seeing heads of local businesses want to say, you know what, let me get me and my buddies together and let's host a pitch for entrepreneurs at our house one evening and vet some deals. So that's probably been the most exciting development we've seen this year. And we're hoping to see more of that activity as we get through the week. What, now, now you're, you're obviously here. Tara, is this home for you? Yes, I actually moved here six months ago. And to support a lot of what Victoria yeah. said, I think a lot of people came here post-Katrina. I was one of those people who wanted to help out. And really, it kind of separated you know, the men from the boys, if you will, the people who initially had a big heart, right. wanted to do great work. But it was those of us who kept coming back. I was fortunate that I was able to drive an initiative. But I've also brought down literally hundreds of my coworkers huge amounts of funding and support um, and resources to the city and continuing that ongoing engagement. So when I made the decision to personally move here, the company actually followed me. They said, absolutely, keep your job, do what you do, and we continue to be invested in you as an employee, but really, really supporting the work that you're doing here in varying capacities. So what Victoria says is important. Big companies like Google and uh, GE and many other organizations which are setting up shop down here really do see the potential in the long term. And you have a great point that I, the, the naysayers always bring up to me is that you know right after Katrina we'll get all these these open hearts and people that want to help out but that it'll fade away and that these young people and uh, you know won't continue coming but that's I don't seem to see that. It hasn't been the case. I mean, when we look at, just looking at the entrepreneurs that come through the core programs at the Idea Village, at least half of them are transplants who have moved here in probably the last two or three years. So they aren't just coming down, you know, fly by night, getting in and getting out. They're coming here and they're starting businesses and they're planting roots. And if you look at our professional network, there are numerous people like Tara who have come down here, have made this their home and see the opportunity and the excitement and the energy all around the growth in New Orleans. Something Tim always said to me, and I really find it true, it used to be that young people or young professionals used to go to Washington, D.C. to make a difference, and now they come here. They and it's stuck here. with me all these years, because it really is true. It's very true. Well, and I think wow. one of the best things about New Orleans is that you can have an impact quick here. And I think that's a big difference from anywhere, any other city, regardless of size. In New Orleans, we're a tight-knit community, and all of us, I think, post-Katrina, want to see the city thrive. So we're all willing to kind of band together and make that happen. So as a young person moving here, I'm not from here, actually, from Miami, and it kind of a part of this transplant generation, so to speak, you can make a real difference here. I see every single day a tangible um, output of the work that I'm doing with the Idea Village, but also things that I'm doing with my, my social network, my friends, things. You can change things so quickly here, and I think it, you know, it's intoxicating. New Orleans has an opportunity post-Katrina to really reinvent itself to be a modern 21st century city. Victoria Adams, for uh, Director of Content for the Idea Village here, great event, and Tara uh, Kenobio, <laughs> the People Program Manager at Google. Thanks so much for coming by. Thanks Thank so much you. for having us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back at the Idea Village 2014 Entrepreneur Week in just a moment. Welcome back to the special edition of Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti at Gallier Hall for the Idea Village's 2014 New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. Really, the jazz fest of business. I'm here with Catherine Todd, Colin Ferguson. They're the co-founders of Where Yart, the winner of the Downtown NOLA art-based business pitch 
here at New Orleans Entrepreneur Week 2014, and also with Frances Guevara. Now, she's the 3D designer and curator of the New Orleans Entrepreneur Week 3D printing exhibition. Catherine and Colin, first of all, you, what did you win yesterday? So yesterday we won the Downtown Developments Art Space Pitch. Um, it's a package of about $37,000. Some of it's cash, some of it's in-kind sponsorship, but the main part of it is that we will be relocating to downtown New Orleans very soon um, and helping. From Bunky, where are you working now? Or the, uh, where is the? <laughs> We've been working out of Propeller in uh, the communal oh, okay. space sure. there. And, and now your own also, shop. And also out of Catherine's house. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> building an incubator for photography, design, to help artists build and sustain successful businesses. So how would, to a, to a non-arts person, is it like, would I view it the way like Amazon is? What would be a good comparison of, of uh, what, you're, what you set up here? Well, um, we're an online gallery and marketplace. Um, I think very different from sites like Etsy. Um, we are curated. Mm -hmm. So you, the buyer and lover of art, can be confident that you are buying an authentic local piece of art directly from an artist. Mm -hmm. And also, really, the focus of it is it's very story-centric art. With each artist, we shoot them in their neighborhood or in their studio really grasping their process we uh have a bio that really tells about their inspiration of, for art and why they live in this city um so you really get a glimpse into the artist's life and and why they do what they do um and then each each piece has a backstory so that you know the vision behind each piece of work and that's the online component uh, offline we also act as an incubator helping to teach artists the business skills and creative skills that they need which is often to connect the with piece buyers. that's missing right yeah, exactly exactly kind of very often that is the artists, major piece yeah. that's missing in, in most art careers so. and we are both local artists so we understand firsthand uh the troubles of an of an artist in the creation and what happens after mm -hmm. so we're trying to fill in that gap yeah, and if you want to check it out, if you go to www.whereyard.net, you can see and explore the site and discover 51 local artists right now. Mm -hmm. Now, Francis, let me just ask you, you're, you're focused on 3D printing in the art space, is that right? Personally, I'm interested in fashion, so I'm looking into uh, researching and developing a 3D printed fabric that can be used to make, you know, everyday apparel. Um, the strength of 3D printing is that you can manufacture items that are 100% unique and customizable without reducing—I mean, without um, raising the cost. So that happens to be just perfect for anything that has to do with the body. Like in the biomedical industry, you know, you can get implants that custom fit your body that aren't going to be like anyone else's. Um, you know, with fashion, I know pretty much everyone I've talked to is really excited about the possibility of not having to try on a million pairs of jeans to find some that fit. Everything can be printed custom to your shape and form, and I think that's gonna be the future. So that's, I'm just at the beginning now, and um, I hope to see it grow, and I wanna be at the forefront of that, and especially in New Orleans. The equipment needed for this, is it millions of dollars? What is it? Uh Right now, uh, yes, for, <laughs> for big stuff, um, for the big machines, like I said, that can make apparel or, you know, uh, auto parts, they are pretty expensive, but um, the technology is just moving at such a fast pace that it's only a matter of time before it'll be more affordable. It's going to change the way that everything is done. I mean, 
it's also people refer to it as the new industrial revolution. And I, I really do you know, believe that, it that's is. That's a bumper sticker. Now, it, we're, now we're getting yeah, somewhere. I mean, it's, it's crazy because the way we do things now is completely going to be transformed. If you think about um, putting the manufacturing back into like local people's hands. So whether that's in your garage, at your neighborhood, library, or you know, 3D print shop, um, you, don't, you no longer have to have like an order of you know, 10,000 parts to send to China to be able to get something built. You can make it yourself if you have an idea. Um, so if you think about that, think about how many things it's gonna affect you know, uh, the shipping industry, the freight industry. Oh, that's all the ripples, yeah. All of this stuff, um, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I just ask you two folks, I mean, we've always been a great artist community. What, what's happening in it now? Is it, is it growing or is it different mediums? or what, what are we known for? I, I think that the city has always been known as a creative hub, but interestingly enough, um, it operates oftentimes in various pockets throughout our city and is typically explored on foot. So the vision behind Where Your Art is everyone loves New Orleans. Everyone wants support to support New Orleans. So what we're doing, what WhereYourArt.net is doing, is bringing our art to the world, putting it on a digital platform like WWOZ and local music. We're bringing art to anyone, anywhere in the world. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to meet you guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Thank Peter. You so much. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. You can meet more New Orleans entrepreneurs on our weekly Out to Lunch shows here on WWNO and on our podcast at WWNO.org and itsneworleans.com. We'll be back at Commander's Palace next week. Till then, on behalf of our producer, Grant Morris, technical director, Eric Merle, researcher, Jennifer Smith, and Idea Village's Cameron Adams, who helped put this whole show together, I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me on this special edition of Out to Lunch from Idea Village's 2014 New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management, LLC, and Luba Workers' Comp.